You are Locked On Rangers, your daily Texas Rangers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. One ball, two strikes, two outs. Six to one, the Rangers lead in the top of the ninth. Feliz the high set. Here comes the pitch. Breaking ball, strike three call. The Rangers are going to the World Series. You are Locked On Rangers. I'm Bryce Patter, famous writer with WFAA. Joined as always by Morgan Price. It feels like so long since we've done this, since we recorded two episodes in, in one day and, and took an extra long weekend. But how are you doing, Morgan, getting back into the swing of this? I'm doing pretty good. And I want to give a quick shout out to the new Mr. and Mrs. Thomas, Cassidy and Poet. My best friend Cassidy I've known since I was three. And they got married last night. And it was beautiful. And I just have to give them a quick shout out and a congratulations. Yeah. Yeah. That's why we took the, the long weekend. So yes. some work to get, ready, get ready for the weekend. <laughs> Um, but the Rangers did not take a long weekend. Um, we kind of wish they did take a Friday off because that was yeah. just a weird game. It was the first game they and only game they dropped in this three-game series against the Blue Jays. It's their first time facing the Blue Jays this year. Um, yeah, Friday night was a weird one. It went 12 innings and was scoreless for all of those 12 innings except for the top of the 12th where Ario Jorado had uh, kind of a weird inning. Um, he took over. That was his first inning of work. He let, allowed... Uh, back-to-back um, singles to start the inning, and then a sack bunt, and then a, th- a throwing error on that sack bunt by him uh, allowed the one run to score. So I have a, a hot take. Um, I don't <laughs> think it's that it. hot, um, but a, a decision that, that should be made. When, you know, when, when runs score, but the, the reason they score is because of an error, uh, they, they count as unearned runs for, for the pitcher. But I think if the pitcher is the one who makes that error, they should count as earned runs. It's not like, oh, so it's some other guy's fault that these runs scored. Technically, it's still your fault because you, you, instead of making a bad throw on the pitch, you made a bad throw on the throw to first. So that's right. my opinion on scoring decisions. I agree. Anyway, it's, it makes logical sense to me. It does. Yeah. Yeah, it makes a lot of logical sense. <laughs> and uh, Mike Miner had a really solid night that night. He threw eight innings of shutout ball and and struck out nine. So he looked really solid. The pen, this whole series, looked really good just from top to bottom, except for that one little blip by Hirado. But, I mean, he, it's fine. He's He still has his perfect zero ERA, so so it's all fine and good. There just were four hits through 12 innings for... <laughs> the Rangers and it just yeah it wasn't it wasn't really that notable game just kind of weird yeah how these two really good offensive teams just didn't score for uh 11 innings so yeah and I was at I was at the rehearsal dinner and I was like just I had obviously like we all do I have my phone with me I was just <laughs> I was checking every once in a while because I'm like wow I haven't gotten any notifications about this game and I know they're playing and I went and looked and I think by the time I looked it was the ninth or tenth inning, I was like, "There's no score." That's why I haven't heard anything about it because nothing's happening. Yeah, yeah, and that's that's about all, all that's worth mentioning. The bullpen looked good. Yeah. Mike Miner looked good. Um, the offense didn't for once. Um, <laughs> they made up for it the next two games. Uh, on Saturday's game, the Rangers dropped eight runs all in the first three innings, and then the Blue Jays came back and, and scored five. But 
after the top of the fourth inning, all the scoring for the entire game was done. So, like I said, bullpen looked really strong. I mean, the Rangers jumped out really fast. To, they poured on a four spot in the second inning and a three spot in the third. So, by the time that Lance Lynn gave up those three runs in the fourth, he already had an eight to two lead at that point, and so that made it eight to five. And he just kind of buckled down and and still went six innings, even though he threw a whole ton of pitches. Well, actually, not that many. He only threw uh, one of three, but it, it felt like a little bit more since he walked five guys um, in his start. But Joey Gallo, fun note, got his first uh, stolen base of the season. Ooh. Uh, he decided to steal on a pitch that ended up in the dirt. So really good, <laughs> really good <laughs> read on that. Um, Mazzara had his sixth home run of the year in the first inning um, off of Pannone. I, I want to say that's what it was. I, I had some pun that I was trying to figure out how to, how to make. Um, off of his name during that game, but I couldn't quite get there, and it was very disappointing. So that's those are my thoughts on on the second (laughs) picture. He only lasted two and a third innings and gave up seven runs. It just kind of was not his day, Um, but that was fine. Rangers didn't mind that. Um, So they just kind of went to work on that. Uh, Not a whole lot going. There actually weren't that many hits that the Rangers got. Uh, They only had seven hits. but they had eight runs scored, so um, they did walk seven times. So that was kind of Jeez. where most of their yeah, where most of their base runners came in. Uh, at the bottom of the order, uh, Logan Forsythe went two for three, and um, Isaiah Kinderfleffa had a a big night. He had one hit, but that one hit was a bases clearing triple with the bases loaded to get the Rangers three runs. So that was big for him. He also had an RBI fielder's choice is what it scored, but he beat out uh, hustling down the line on what would have been a double play with the runner on third base. Um, he beat that out and, and allowed the run to score. So just a little extra insurance run there in the third inning. But Izzy looked good. Uh, they decided to move uh, Odor down in the order. He hit six in uh, Saturday's game. And then in Sunday's game, he also hit six. So, But let's go ahead and, and jump to, to Sunday's game. Because that was the one that was, uh, I don't know, I feel like the most worth talking about yeah. of all these games. It wasn't the closest. That was Saturday's game. Actually, <laughs> no, that was Friday's game, but of the wins. The Rangers dropped a 10 spot and won 10-2 to two on the Blue Jays on Sunday. And there were a couple of performances that I really want to really wanna highlight. Uh, mainly Rugnet Odor, who was, was he, no, no, Isaiah kind of left was your pick to, pick to click for this month. Yes. And he had, he looked good in in that game on on Saturday, but yeah, but my pick pick made me look brilliant um, <laughs> in this game. Odor had a, a really long at bat um, in the second inning against Clay Buckholz, um, and he got his second home run of the year on a swing that just looked real nice. He he looked pretty locked in. He had two hits and four uh, no, no no three ribbies. Drew Cabrera had two hits and four ribbies. Cabrera had his seventh home run of the year in the third inning off of Buckholz. So they just really, really took it to him, which credit to Clay Buckholz, I did not realize that he was still in the league. Um, he, he took a kind of circuitous route last year. I don't know if anybody was paying attention when he was throwing 16 games in Arizona. I certainly was not. I was not either. I thought he was in, I knew he was in the NL, but I was thinking he was um, NL East still. Cause I think you said he was with the Phillies for like, 
two games or something like that. Yeah, he, and signed, I guess, with, he signed with the Phillies in 2017, and he only pitched two games and, and seven total innings for them. Yeah, he like I always think of him as a Red Sox. So, yeah. Red Sox. How do you do a singular? It was of, a Red Sock. A Red Sock. <laughs> yeah. And so you only, I, you only wear one sock. <laughs> A and member then, of the Red Sox. <laughs> he was a, a pitcher for the Red Sox, plural. Um, and yeah, then I just kind of lost track of him. But I I didn't know he was with the Blue Jays at all. I mean, yeah, you're you're right too. He he spent ten seasons with Boston, like the first <laughs> ten seasons of his career. So it it's hard to see him as as anything else, especially yeah. when he just pitched a little bit for Philly. And then, I mean, I don't know how much attention is paid to Arizona sports in general. <laughs> but especially just so random a random NLS team that's not not like top of their division really right. so it, it makes sense how he as like the number four starter or three starter in Arizona went under the radar totally yeah. makes sense but he did well he had a 201 ERA there but in his five starts so far um, before today's game I believe um, in with Toronto he had a 657 ERA and the Rangers definitely made that go up today so Good on the Rangers. <laughs> but also Drew Smiley came back. This was his his first his first start back. He had about a sixty to seventy pitches was was what they were gonna allow him to pitch. And he threw sixty-eight in four innings and looked really impressive. He struck out five. He walked a couple and he allowed one home run, which was his only run of his four innings. But he looked good. Uh Dowdy pitched two innings out of the pen. Nails. Brett Martin let up one run, but it, it wasn't anything to be concerned about. And John Mar Gomez and Jesse Chavez shut it down when the game was basically decided. So this was a fun game. Uh, what else stands out to you when, when you were watching this one today, Morgan? Um, I think the bullpen, not only today, but throughout the whole series, really impressed me. Because I know last week we had talked a lot about how um, there's been a lot of bullpen games. And they've been pitching quite a bit. Um, so to see that in this series, they also all pitched quite a bit, especially in that first game, but they were really locked in for this. And I think overall that really impressed me because most of them pitched at least a full inning in the, any game that they were brought out in. So I was impressed with that. Yeah, I think, I think we need to look at part of that being that, uh, the pen has been a lot more rested, uh, yeah. recently. I mean, they had the two off days this past week, and uh, Mike Miner has been been throwing pretty long outings. Yeah. And uh, you know, Smiley did did longer than I thought he would on his his limited pitch count. I mean, going four innings on under seventy pitches is is pretty good. Right. Um, and also, the, those two off days really helped, and uh, having. Um, Having two guys that that can throw well, and Lance Lynn also going six innings, even when he didn't have his best stuff, but still eating up those innings. That's been big for this pen, and and not have throw six innings a game huge. So I want to take another look at um, at uh, Shinsu Chu, who had a kind of weird three hit day. Um, he reached base four times. He had a walk as well. Um, but in the first inning, he he reached base with a single through the right side of the infield. And then his next two hits were just kind of odd. I don't remember the last time I saw him push a bunt for a base hit. But I, if I, I could be wrong, but I believe that's the first Rangers bunt hit of the year. Um, 
So I know the Shields might have one, but I know it's Shinsu Chu's first butt hit of the year. And then he had an RBI single on a check swing that just rolled perfectly down the third base line. And that I was... I love those. That was great. Um, yeah. Some other notes about the Rangers' offense. Uh, they came in today hitting 288 with runners in scoring position, which is by far the best in baseball. Also, a little fun fact about former Ranger Justin Smoke. His first career RBI was a sack fly. And do you know who that scored? Who scored on that sack fly? Uh, no. Who? Vladimir Guerrero Sr. Wow. That's, that's pretty cool that he gets to play with both. Right? Yeah, that's kind of wild. And then uh, Vladdy was, was hitting behind him in, in this series, and I think just in general. But uh, another note for, for why I think Ruggie is definitely coming out of his slump, and I think maybe putting some of the pressure off of him in, in that sick hole was good. Yeah. But he opposite also took a, a changeup from Variety Tail and away from him. Uh, he just took it where it was and, and hit it opposite field for an RBI single. And I think someone brought up on the broadcast, it, it was I want to say it was Dave, um, that when, when Ruggie was really going well last year is because he was taking the ball the other way and not just being super, super pole happy, but, right. but that's good. Um, another little fun note, Gallo has a six game hitting streak. And um, one more thing I wanted to talk about was, is Drew Cabrera's defense at third base. I mean, I knew it was going to be tough for a guy who'd only played like, I want to say like 30 games at, uh, or started only like 30 games at third base before becoming a full-time third baseman this season. But his defense has been, exceptional more than I thought it could be for a guy who hasn't played there that much and still learning a pretty difficult position. I mean, it's not, it's not as hard as shortstop um, or like catcher or something like that, but it's still, it, there's a lot of nuances to it that takes some time to, to do. And he had this really great backhanded stop to end the six that uh, was a really long throw. It was like right down the line in third base, but he also turned double play like from his butt literally like <laughs> snared a liner and while on his butt <laughs> threw to second base and, and started the double play uh, to end an inning. And I think that was still while um, Smiley was, was on the mound and that was, was much needed, but I've just really been impressed with what he's been doing and also him having seven hot runs already and just absolutely annihilating pitchers in this park is, is very nice. Yeah. And I think, um, especially after we got spoiled by having Beltre at third base all these years. <laughs> right? I I think I was like expecting anyone who's going to be there. It's going to be obvious that Beltre's not there. I'm not saying Cabrera's at Beltre's caliber, but he hasn't been an obvious, oh, well, Beltre would have made that play. Or it's not like an obvious, oh, he hasn't played third base as much. He's doing really well. Yeah, it's been a huge help in, in easing the pain of, of losing yes. Beltre. I mean... <laughs> I mean, yeah, and, and even Beltre, like, towards, I mean, there, he'd still make some of those incredible plays that no one with the bad hamstrings that he had should be able to make. Um, right. But there were still a few plays where he wasn't still his peak self. But he still was, like, peak Adrian Beltre defensively for, like, all but, like, the last, like, season and a half of his career, which is kind of insane that he was basically hobbled for the last, like, three years. But he's still playing elite, elite third-base defense for almost the entirety of of his career. That's yeah. just so impressive. But one last little note. Um, on Saturday, uh, Sean Kelly he got the save in that game. 
Um, and he's only the second Louisville native to record a save on the day of the Kentucky Derby. So that was a fun little note that Evan Grant shouted out on Twitter. Um, that was just a little fun, fun thing I wanted to share with y'all. <laughs> and a little bit of news, uh, Ronald Guzman, he had his first rehab game in Frisco on Saturday with the Rough Riders. And he went two for five with a double and a big long homer to right field. So he Ooh. looked he looked good. Like he just pulled back on that thing on that home run. <laughs> he could tell he hit it a long way, <laughs> um, even over the lazy river in right field. So he looked good, but they're going to take their time and they're going to yeah. wait until they start that series with Houston in Houston for him to come back. But they have uh, what he did say. That's when he should rejoin the club. So also something interesting that they brought up. That'll be Thursday, uh, by the way, when they play in Houston, but he also brought up, talking about Danny Santana playing center field, which he hadn't talked much about before. So just a little hint, maybe a little eye on uh, what might happen when when Guzzi comes back. Um, maybe Delano getting less time out there and, and Danny Santana getting more. I don't know. We'll see. Interesting. I, I would assume that um, as much as I love seeing Joey Gallo center fielder, um, I would assume that Danny Santana, who played – center field is the primary position for his first couple of years of the league might be a little bit better defender um, yeah. range wise, at least than, than Joey. Um, but no one's got that arm. Joey also did have two outfield assists in this series. And, and man, one of them, I, I think he was in left field for the one that he gunned out a guy by probably 20 feet. It was just not even close. It was fantastic. Both these guys, he got out at the plate or actually one guy he got out at trying to stretch a single into a double um, and then the other guy, he he threw him out of the plate by a mile. So Joey Gallo's arm is is no joke. And the Rangers haven't seen a caliber of arm like that in the outfield since Leonis Martin. So, yeah. and, and you remember how fun that was, watching him yeah. come up on a ball and try and get a runner at the plate. Oh, it's one of the most <laughs> exciting players in baseball. It really is. But what's also ex- exciting is, is listening to this podcast and, and telling every single person on earth and also your dog um, or cat or whatever kind of pet you have about Locked On Rangers and telling that pet or person or whatever to subscribe on on any of their preferred podcast apps. But our preferred podcast app is definitely the Himalaya app. It's, it's really good for podcasting and listening to podcasts and finding new podcasts that are also Locked On Rangers, but only Locked On Rangers and then other Locked On podcasts. I'm Bryce Patrick. I'm Morgan Price. And hashtag Together We Pod.